Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Lately on the program, we've been focusing on specific issues impacting businesses and organizations all around the world by the spread of the virus. And in addition to touching on the stories and events that are always happening in these countries, we're also very fortunate to have the chance to bring our local ELA lawyers into the conversation. These folks are practicing on the ground in these local jurisdictions, and they're helping clients every day move through these difficult times. Recently, our members in Latin America published an excellent resource, COVID-19 FAQ for all of Latin America. And in today's program, we have the opportunity to bring together a group of our Latin American members from Central America, which includes Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama, all of which contributed to the COVID publication from LATAM and have joined us to share their collective knowledge with our listeners on this critically important topic. Now, for our listening audience, please bear with us regarding some sound quality, as many of our guests are working from home remotely and are reaching out to us by cell phone. And now let's welcome our guest panelists from Central America, from BLP, Fernando Ferrar, in El Salvador. Hello, Fernando. How are you? Great, Pete. Thanks for having me. And also Alexandra Aguilar from BLP in Costa Rica. Alexandra, how are you today? Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you, Peter. I'm fine. I'm very glad to be here with you today. From Honduras, also BLP, Cynthia Chavaria. Cynthia, how are you? Thank you, Peter. Doing well. From Nicaragua, Fabio Batres. Hola, Fabio. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, Peter. From Panama, Maria Teresa Mendoza, calling from Morgan and Morgan in Panama. Maria Teresa, how are you today? Thank you, Peter. I'm very glad to be here with you. And lastly, from Guatemala, Cynthia Siguera from BLP. Cynthia, how are you? Welcome to the program. Hello, Peter. Good afternoon. How are you? So let's talk about what happens if employees in the workplace are confirmed to be positive for COVID-19? What actions can employers take? And what's the legal framework that's applied for that? Fernando, is there anything specific in El Salvador regarding this? Okay, yes. Uh, there is no specific legal framework for COVID-19. Our health code actually uh, lists several diseases that are of obligatory notification to health authorities. And because of the novelty of COVID-19, this disease is not included in it. And we have like a bit of a gap there in our regulation. And the special decrees that have been issued are a bit of improvised. So there is no specific obligation to do so, but we strongly advise our clients to reach out to health authorities, there is a special phone numbers, which is 132, to notify about positive cases. And there is the inclusion of SARS within the health code mandatory notification diseases. And these are, as COVID-19 may be thought of a type of SARS, uh, we think that it is, there's a strong case to make this a notification. Moreover, if the mandatory notification applied, there is a potential fine of over $11,000 if the company does not do so. Alexandra, what about Costa Rica? Yes, well, actually, that is a very important question. For example, if an employee is confirmed positive with COVID-19, the company must 
send this individual to get attention from social security immediately. Also, the individuals who had contact with the person in the workplace must have to be sent to the social security as well because they need to get attention needed for this matter. Actually, in Costa Rica, we don't have any specific legal frame right now, but we have our general guidelines from the Ministry of Health that provides what to do in these cases. But specifically, we don't have any specific law, just the general guidelines. Cynthia, how about you? Yes, Peter. Uh, in fact, in Honduras, there's a new decree that states that if there's an employee that tests positive, the employer should, in the case, immediately comply with the protocol of health pursuant to this decree. Once they are positive, they have to keep it confidential information related to this case avoiding any type of discrimination of the employee inside the premises of the company. Fabio, what's the situation in Nicaragua? No, there is no special legal frame. So the general framework is applied just as in any other case of illness, uh, which allows employees to obtain a sick leave from the Social Security Institute, which is if greater than three days, the Institute pays 60% of salary and the employer pays the other 40%. So, Maria, what would the situation be in Panama? Well, first of all, that person must be isolated. But the company is required to notify health authorities. And during that time that the person remains isolated, is considered as a sick leave. That means the salary corresponding to those days is paid by Social Security. Cynthia, what's the status in Guatemala with something regarding this? You know, in Guatemala, the employer must communicate the situation immediately to the Ministry of Public Health and the Social Assistance. The ministry is entitled to adapt the measures for the prevention and control of diseases. So therefore, it could apply measures such as the temporary closure of establishments, target quarantine, or sanitary courts, depending on the severity of each case. It is suggested to bear in mind when a case of COVID-19 is confirmed in one of the employees that the ministry may establish sanitary measures in the workplace that ruling out the possibility of temporary closure or permanent closure. So what about employers that are requesting employees use vacation time? Can that happen? Fernando, what about in El Salvador? Vacations are a bit of a different scenario type of alternative and because the labor code actually allows you to send your employees home if they have available vacations, but you can only do it unilaterally if you give them 30 days notice. And in this case, most companies are not in a position to give that big of a notice because you need to operate now you need the consent of the employee to take his or her vacations. Now, you cannot just order them to take them immediately. Alexandra, what about Costa Rica? Well, yes. Actually, in normal times, an employer is entitled to request employees to use their vacation time. And in this context, it is highly recommended by our authorities and also by all the companies here. 
And in those cases where employees don't have accrued vacation days, it would be possible to reach out to agreements with them in order for them to enjoy vacation in advance as well. Cynthia, what about Honduras? Yes, the government has allowed them to give all these days from the time it was March 15th through March 30th. The government has allowed companies to give this vacation time to employees and get them paid like that. So, Fabio, yes or no in Nicaragua? Yes, yes. Vacation time has been used and actually is one of the most used alternatives implemented during the current situation. Maria Teresa, what is the situation in Panama regarding this? Well, the Ministry of Labor had issued some temporary measures, in fact, a decree, Decree 81, that allows employers to require their employees to take vacation. It is mandatory if your employer orders that. And it could be accrued vacation or advanced vacation. Cynthia, what about your country? Yes, Peter, in Guatemala, it is possible. The employer is entitled by Article 132 of the Labor Code to decide when the employees may take vacations, as long as it does not disrupt the operation of the company, and to ensure the effectiveness of the company and avoid the overloading of fellow employees, it will be necessary to document the vacation period with a letter of notification will be fine. So if you did have employees that you needed to suspend, is it possible to suspend employees without pay or do you have to pay them their full salary or half salary or some variation? Fernando, how is this situation handled in El Salvador? That is a very contentious issue right now in El Salvador. And probably, actually today, uh, we may see some leeway there because there is like a clash of power between the executive and legislative branch of government since the um, executive has been pushing for having uh, the employers assume the full salary, full pay for the employees. And the legislative assembly has been pushing for taking this uh, lockdown for the employees of the companies that cannot operate, not because of the um, pandemic itself, but because of governmental orders for people to stay home. Uh, most companies cannot open and the legislative assembly is pushing for these employees to be covered by social security so social security would pay the subsidies and the employer would not have to pay salary for this time but it is uh, right now a bit of a contentious issue the labor code however recognizes that you can suspend uh, employment contracts by force majeure But the Ministry of Labor has been very vocal about speaking up and saying that the force majeure does not apply to this situation. So it is a kind of suspension that you cannot get prior authorization for. So you have to take the measure, suspend the agreement with the employees, and then see that if they file a complaint, you will have to face the Ministry of Labor who, as I was telling you, has already come out and said that they won't allow it. So we consider it a high-risk alternative. However, there is also the possibility to suspend uh, the employment agreement by mutual agreement. 
that is something that it is a way, way, way less risk as you have the consent of the employee. And that is perfectly fine. As long as you have the employee's consent, you can suspend the agreement and then you uh, take it back as soon as the emergency ends. Alexandra, how is this handled in Costa Rica? Well, let's see. Actually, we, we are seeing right now a lot of companies suspending employment contracts without the payment of salary. And of course, the employees, they are not obliged to provide services. In order to do this, an authorization by labor ministry is needed. And the employer needs to demonstrate one of the causes for the suspension of employment. Under this scenario, the cause would be first measure. So a lot of companies are using this in order just to, to reduce the expenses that they have and in order to avoid dismissals here in Costa Rica. Also, another possibility is to spend employment and keep paying salaries. That is one of the possibilities. But we are not seeing that a lot right now because we understand that a lot of companies are having an internal financial crisis right now. And the other possibility also is to reduce salary. However, in order to do this, you are going to need authorization of the employment ministry here in Costa Rica because if you are going to reduce salary, you need to reduce worship as well. So you cannot do this unilaterally. You need authorization by the labor ministry. Cynthia, how is this handled there? Right now in Honduras, the government has allowed companies to suspend employees with no payment, but there's a new law that has been stated this week where the government and a private entity is going to give a small significant amount of money to employees that are going to be suspended. So yes, it is possible for companies to suspend employees without pay and the government is going to give them an amount of money for this period of suspension. Fabio, in Nicaragua, is this a yes or a no? Contracts can be suspended. We have two types of suspensions. One can be the collective suspension. Uh, the other one will be the individual suspension. Most of the causes allowing a collective suspension requires a previous approval from the labor ministry, except for a force majeure case, which only requires to be demonstrated. That is, to evidence the negative impact of COVID-19 in the company, both financially and operatively, and not basing it only in the COVID-19 per se, given that uh, in Nicaragua there is no state of emergency declared so by the government. On the other hand, we have uh, the individual suspension, which may be mutually agreed by the employer and employees, including salaries. There are no specific requirements on whether the salary must be paid in full or half or any other amount, but it is recommendable to at least pay the minimum salary established by law for this specific sector. Maria Teresa. Yes or no in Panama on this issue? Yes, there is the possibility to suspend employees in the case of companies that are not exempted from the quarantine. You can submit an application to the Ministry of Labor in order to obtain the suspension for the work contracts. And that means that you don't have to pay salary during that suspension. And Cynthia, what about Guatemala? You know, the presidential provisions in relation to paid full salary or half salary, he argued to the employer and the employee to reformulate the benefits such as reduction of payments. And this must be done with great caution because taking care not to suddenly dismiss the rights and conditions to them and thus avoid any contingencies. 
Is it possible for employees to be dismissed under an argument of force majeure? Cynthia, can this happen in Honduras? Not dismissed because we can't fire people under Honduran law, under a force major. But yes, as said before, you can suspend them with no payment, but that doesn't mean you're being dismissed or fired from your workplace. Fabio, are there any precedents for this in Nicaragua? Yes. Yes, there have been precedents of having this individual collectives, individual suspensions rather than collective, because individual suspension entails a more legal strength to the decision taken because the collective suspension requires from a previous approval from the labor ministry. While if you as an employer have all the your financial statements and you have all the documentary evidence that shows that from the beginning of the pandemic, your company has been not fully working, goals have not been achieved as they were before. So you can, with all this document evidence that, that you have a force majeure scenario, and other than the individual suspension, which is simply the mutual agreement from employer and employees. Maria Teresa, what's the status of this in Panama? How are they handling it? Right now, the Ministry of Labor has only considered the pandemic as a cause for suspension without payment of wages. There is an article in the Labor Code that established the first mayor as a cause for dismissal, but the Ministry of Labor needs to approve that. And right now, they are not approving that. But in the case of suspension, again, you need to apply to submit an, an application to the Ministry of Labor. It is also possible to reduce wages as long as you reduce working hours. And in that case, it must be in writing, signing with every employee, and you need to send a copy to the Ministry of Labor. And Cynthia, is this happening where you are as well? Yes, in Guatemala, it is happening, and it is possible that the suspension of employment contracts in a total manner in with both parties to the employment relationship will cease to comply with their contractual obligations. The employer will cease to pay the salary and the employer will cease to pay the salary and the employee will cease to provide their services, claiming a case constituting a first major or fortune case. Understood. Well, let's talk about those employees then that are in lockdown, working at home. Can employees work during mandatory quarantine? Fernando, what's the situation in El Salvador? Uh, there is no legal framework, especially for the possibility of, of having them working, but it is perfectly possible. A special law regulating telework was passed a couple of weeks ago by the Legislative Assembly, but it was sent back by the presidency, and the president did not sanction it, but sent it back with a lot of observations, and so we don't have a specific framework, but it has never been forbidden by the labor code. There has always been the possibility to set out the domicile of the employee as a place of work. There is nothing against it. But most employees do not have that clause in their contracts. So we have a lot of employees working from home 
without any formal obligation to do so, but they are mostly happy to do so. And the same thing would apply to people under lockdown. If they are in governmental-run contention centers, there may be a bit of a different issue there because these people are actually covered by Social Security. And if Social Security is paying them a subsidy as if they were sick, which is something that was set out in Legislative Decree 593, which is the declaration of the national emergency. And these people that are in contention centers, and if they are formally employed by anyone and registered in the Salvador Institute of Social Security, they may be treated as if they were commonly ill and have a, a subsidy. So if they work from the contention center, they shouldn't be able to get the subsidy because they should get a salary because of the employer is gaining from their services. So, Alexandra, what's the status of this in Costa Rica? Well, actually, here in Costa Rica, we don't have mandatory quarantine. So it is important to say that right now. So since we don't have mandatory quarantine, employees are going to be allowed to work from home. And we are expecting that if mandatory quarantine is established by the government, we do think that a work from home is going to keep operating because this modality is the one which is allowing companies to keep running right now. So, Cynthia, can they work in Honduras? Yes, they can work only if the company is operating under government permission. There are some industries allowed, like food industry or cleaning products industry. Those companies have a special permission from the government. So, yes, employees can work in these companies under quarantine. So, Maria Teresa, how is this scenario working in Panama? It's very common right now. In fact, I'm working from home, (laughs) but you need to sign an agreement with the employee and you need to send a copy of that agreement to the Ministry of Labor. And Cynthia? Yes, in Guatemala, the employees can work during mandatory quarantine. It's a home office work. And as long as the company is included in the authorized company list to operate, issued by the government. So let's talk about the employee contract. You know, are there restrictions on terminating employee contracts? Fernanda, what about this situation in El Salvador? Is it possible? Until this day, there is. Uh, we do not know what's going to happen forward because the legislative decree that I was telling you about, the 593 or 593, it has been extended until today. That is why also I was telling you about There has been meetings between central government and the legislative assembly to reach an agreement and issue new uh, decrees to handle this COVID-19 pandemic. So we are actually quite interested to know what's going to come out of this. But until today, you cannot terminate an employee during the national emergency if this employee is under some type of quarantine or lockdown either in a contention center or if this employee is of the general population that cannot go to work because of the restrictions. We have a general lockdown with a lot of exceptions. As in other countries, for example, you have supermarket employees, 
uh, bank employees, uh, any kind of essential services and bare necessities, those may operate, such as, uh, of course, electricity companies, potable water, and what else, public sanitation. They can work, and these employees can be terminated as usual if there is labor uh, employer responsibility, and then an indemnification must be paid to the employee. But for people that are on lockdown in their houses and may only go out to shop for groceries and go to the doctor, these employees cannot be terminated right now. And the legislative decree 593 established that they cannot be terminated during the national emergency and during three months after it ends. And since it's ending the decree, it's ending today, then the protection is actually going to run out immediately because the decree would have to be enforced for the protection to exist. Alexandra, have the guidelines changed at all in Costa Rica? Well, right now, no. We keep the same guidelines for the termination of employment. However, the only thing that the authorities are analyzing right now is that terminations don't have to be based on discrimination matters. So the employers, they cannot use the COVID-19 context or matter to say that are going to dismiss employees because we cannot use this as a cause for discrimination. However, the normal guidelines for terminations are still and remain the same. So Cynthia, can you do this in Honduras? Terminating? No. You can't terminate contracts in Honduras. As I told you before, under Honduran law, there's no way that you can terminate contracts under a force major quarantine or under a force major that doesn't have anything to do to the company itself. Right now, we're under mandatory quarantine since March 15th. So this doesn't make companies able to terminate employees, but they can suspend them. Fabio, are there any liabilities to this in Nicaragua? Yeah, that's right. In terms of there are no any specific liabilities in connection with this COVID-19 pandemic. The employee can be terminated, whether with costs, justified costs, or without justified costs. In the last case, the employer is obliged to pay a severance, okay? Which is not the case if the employee is terminated, justified. Maria Teresa, any restrictions in Panama? No, there are no restrictions. The general rules apply. At this moment, there are no restrictions. It could be in the future, but... Right now, no. And Cynthia, how about you? At the present time in Guatemala, there are no restrictions regarding the possibility for terminating employment's contract. However, the president uh, has issued several provisions over the past few days, and this situation could change from one day to the next. What about some guidelines in terms of how to prevent COVID-19? What are the basic guidelines that have been implemented to prevent COVID-19 in the workplace. So Fabio, are there any basic guidelines in Nicaragua? Yes, yes. Most of the companies have implemented the use uh, of masks, the home office, uh, social distance as uh, part of the preventive measures in order to avoid a greater impact in, uh, of the virus in Nicaragua. One, one thing that has led to this is because 
there is no much access to information about how actually is the virus impacting people right now. So everyone is taking uh, as many measures as possible and uh, in order to try to get this protection uh, measures against any possible higher presence of the virus in the country. And what are the regulations in Panama, Maria Teresa? Well, the first one right now is the quarantine. And everybody needs to stay home. You could only allow to go to supermarkets and drugstores three times a week and just for two hours. There are days for women and days for men. So, Cynthia, what about companies working in Guatemala? Only the companies included in the list that are authorized companies to operate can continue working. So in this case, these companies must follow with the preventive measures that are established by the government, such as hand washing, coughing and sneeze coverage, use of soap, gel, use of masks, gloves, social distancing, and medical care. Well, thanks so much to our panelists from Central America for sharing this important insight on this very, very important topic. If you'd like to connect with any of our lawyers, Fernando, Alexandra, Cynthia, Fabio, Maria Teresa, or Cynthia from Guatemala, or any of our lawyers from around the world, just reach out to them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page, click on the drop-down box. There you can email or call any of our lawyers around the world. You can also sign up on the website to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get on-demand content, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.